What's up, Living Word? Good morning. Happy Easter. We're so excited to be here today. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Happy Resurrection Sunday. He's alive. Woo! Amen. Our Savior is alive. I want to welcome you. If it's your first time here and you're looking for a church home, we'd like to say from our hearts to yours, welcome, welcome home. home. We'd love to have you be right at home with us where we believe our God is a good God all, all the, the time. time. We're growing to family experiences every promise of God. We grow families here at Living Word and we equip families here at Living Word. So we have all kinds of classes that go on, whether it's family, marriage, life classes, we have it here. And there are people here at Living Word that are treasure. And so we encourage you that when you, when this service gets over, to stick around and meet someone. Enjoy all the photo booths that are out there. We have an Easter egg hunt over here. And uh, get to know people here at Living Word because there's treasure on the inside of people here. Amen. want to welcome you. I also want to welcome my son Matthew from the Navy. He's standing right here in the front row. He's got a few more months left of the Navy. He's going to be on deployment right when he goes back, but praise God. Jesus is here. Come on, somebody. Where two or more are gathered, he's in our midst. If you are brand new, I'm Pastor Jason. This is Pastor Kelly. We pastored this service and also the Saturday night service at 6 p.m. We co-pastored this church with my brother and his wife, Pastor Scott and Holly. They do the 1045 service and the noon service. If, if you'd like, it would do, do, do us the biggest a favor come over after the service dismisses and introduce yourself to us if you're new come and say hi to us we'll be standing right outside those doors in the foyer and it would mean the world to us we'll even give you a free book who's ready to pray and get right into the worship let's pray corporately just agree with me in prayer as we pray as a body in the mighty name of jesus i thank you father that you promised us there would be none sick among us and sickness and disease leaves this body now in jesus name there is no lack in this body father god but your favor is upon us I thank you for the risen Savior, your son Jesus, who redeemed us from the curse, who set us free, who took our punishment on the cross and gave us all of your promises as yes and amen. And we are stepping into a deeper place with your promises today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Let's worship God. Amen, church. So today is a day to celebrate and honor the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross, you and I. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that whosoever, somebody say whosoever, Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. But it's not only a time to honor his sacrifice, but also to celebrate his victory. Somebody shout out, amen. In Matthew 28, when Mary goes to check on the tomb where Jesus' lifeless body is supposed to be, an angel meets her there. And in Matthew, the angel says, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified, but he is not here because he is risen just as he said amen church come on we just put your hands together here we go yeah. he's a man of his word he does what he says he's gonna do church if you know this would you just lift your voice with me your word is a lamp unto Shout it. I'll take you at your word. If you said it, I 
Christ died for all, and anyone who is in him is a new creation. Amen? Isn't it such a beautiful thought that we're being made new each and every day because of the blood that he shed on the cross, the blood that he shed for all of us? And he didn't just die for the people on stage. He didn't just die for the pastors in the front row. He didn't just die for the person sitting next to you. He died for you. He died for you personally. He had your name on his mind when he was about to endure the cross. The word actually says that you are his great reward, that your heart is all that he needed to do what was set before him. Hebrews 12, two. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, that's you, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He did not suffer for nothing. When you shed your blood, Every drop was unperfect. One single love. Oh, come on. I will make my boss in your cross alone. in every crown at your feet.
the Lord is, is doing some healings right now. I sense that the Lord is, is healing. And I called this out last week. And it might be the same person, your throat. Something's been going on with your neck and your throat. And God is touching that right now. God is moving on organs. If you've been diagnosed with something with liver, kidney, pancreas, anything going on, pancreatitis, whatever's going on in, in you, that God is moving on that. You can receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus, we are not of the sick. Our God is the God who heals all our diseases. There is none sick among us in this body. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that cancer is gone. Thank you, Father, that leukemia does not exist in this house. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. A wrist. You know, we're going to call the prayer partners forward right now. If you have a wrist that's going on, though, God is healing that. He's, he's moving that. You've had pain opening and closing your hand. I believe it's your left hand. Prayer partners are coming forward. They're going to be here in the front, and there's also going to be along the middle. And this is something we do as a church. We are a church that prays over one another. Jesus said, my house will be known as a house of prayer. And let me remind you, sometimes we have not because we ask not. I would encourage you today, if you need prayer for anything, or you know someone that, that you would like to pray for, step out right now and come forward. Let one of these people pray with you. There is power in agreement. You're like, Pastor, I'm already standing in faith. I, I realize that. But let someone stand with you. Two or more touching anything, agreeing on it, and it will be done. Let someone agree with you today. These are powerful prayer partners ready to pray with you for anything at all. Come forward now. If you have financial need, come forward. If you need a job, come forward. Let someone pray with you. You need a, a relationship breakthrough. Thank you, Father. So I thought 
by the Lord she had pain in her knees but during prayer then pain has left her knees your knees are feeling good are they feeling good glory to God earlier the woman with the wrist that was called out she came forward she had a hard time opening and closing her hand but by the time we were done praying the Lord had moved on her hand she was opening and closing it freely in Jesus name thank you Lord God is still a God of miracles amen
the past to disappear. Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus. And all the wrong turns that you go with under if you could. Who can work it out for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up on an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about. Mark chapter 15, verse 33. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed and offered it for him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. No longer I who live, but Christ in me. For I've been born again. My heart is free. The hope of heaven before. you call my name out of the grip of darkness into the light of grace just like Lazarus oh you brought me back to life 
on the tomb where Jesus' lifeless body was supposed to be. An angel met her there, Matthew 25, says that the angel said this, Do not be afraid, for I know that you come looking for Jesus Christ who has been crucified. But he is not here because he has risen just as he said. Come on, church. Let's shout this out. God, I want to thank, too, also all those who worked so hard on this. You know, they're here, multiple services to serve and wash our feet and create an opportunity where we can see and touch God and have that moment with Jesus. Give it up for the teams who worked so diligently here. We're so thankful. We're a church family. You can be seated. This would be the part of the service where we have an opportunity really to be generous for all that, that God gave us, all that Jesus has done for us today and forever, our whole lives. And I just encourage you, be faithful, be a giver. Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. If you want to uh, find a digital way to give, it's livingwordgive.com. And if you're watching online, you can see that, livingwordgive.com. We don't pass any buckets during the service or any plates, but you'll see an opportunity. If you have a physical gift on your way out, you can give that. Pastor Kelly. Amen. As you are preparing those tithes and offerings, we're going to go to Ephesians 1 and verse 7 today. It says, and this is in the Passion Translation, by the way, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. That blood was poured out on the cross. And when that blood was poured out for us, a cancellation happened, and that, that's a cancellation of all the sins. Not only the sins that you've done in your past, you're doing today, but even the future ones. The blood of Jesus paid that price, 
for us. Amen. And I'm reminded of the story in John in chapter four about the Samaritan woman. This woman was shunned. She was gossiped about. She was rejected. She was alone in her life. And for a good reason, she was a stealer of husbands. She was a home wrecker. And her story is very real. And even though she had a past and was in a current bad situation, one encounter with Jesus would change her life forever. And in John chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, but he needed to go through Samaria. This is Jesus. And usually the Jews would avoid this whole area, but it says he needed. He had a must. He had a had to on his mind. He, he had to get to her. He needed to. He was compelled to get to this woman, to go through this area just for her. And it goes on to say in the same verse, so he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore being weary from his journey, sat thus there by the well. And it was the sixth hour. And that sixth hour is, is actually the noonday. It's the hottest part of the day. And, and this is when she was drawing water from that well. Normally women would draw a well from the water in the morning, but she drew well water from that well in the hottest part of the day. Hottest part of the day because she wanted to avoid all the looks, the gossip. She had a reputation and it wasn't a good one. And I can imagine as she was walking up to that well that day, being tormented by the thoughts of who she was, who she had come to be, the mistakes that she had made, the hurts that she had done in other people's lives. I'm sure it was weighing a lot on her, but she was about to meet someone that would take that all away. And she goes to that well and she sees Jesus and Jesus says, can I have a drink of water? In verse 10, this is what he says to her because she says, I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. Why are you asking me for water? And he answers her and says, if you only knew the gift of God and who it is that says you give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He's like, if you only knew who you're talking to right now and the gift, that I have for you today. Oh, Jesus is so amazing. And she's still all about the water and the well. And she responds back, I don't see you have a bucket here. How are you going to get this water? This well is deep. How, how are you going to draw water? And Jesus again just comes with a loving response in verse 13. And he says, whoever drinks of this water from this well will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will have life eternal. It can happen for you in this moment right now. And that is when the entire conversation shifted. Because she received in that moment and realized, oh, I'm talking to the Messiah here. And he changed her whole entire life in that moment she was redeemed she was set free and she now had eternal life and this woman now went to her city and she began to talk and tell everyone about Jesus about this man 
that she met that knew everything about her and yet didn't condemn her. And many, the Bible says that many were saved in that moment. You know, Jesus is here for you today. Just one encounter with Jesus. That blood that was shed on the cross, it's for you. It's for you today. And what it does in that moment, it cancels out any past, any now, and any future of what you will do because that is how much he loves you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap right now. All right. If you, if, you, if you are new here today, we do this declaration together. Let's say it out loud. I thank you, Lord, that as your word is declared today, healing is coming to my body, to my heart, and to my family. I am free from fear, addictions, and poverty. Your peace, joy, and love are flooding my soul. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I believe, receive, and act upon your word, and all of this by the strength of Christ within me. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Why don't you stand up on your feet? If you're watching on the live stream, we welcome you. Type something nice in the comments right now. Click that share button repeatedly. Give somebody a high five. Be a family. Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Jason Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. You're stunning. You're beautiful. What a beautiful group of people here on Resurrection Sunday. Amazing. Let's pray. Let's get right into the word. Father God, I thank you and praise you for this time. Open up our hearts to receive your word. Your word is manna. It's bread of life. It's practical. It becomes part of who we are. Your word is also seed planted deep in the good soil of our lives. Changes us, grows us. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Teach us what we need to know and prepare us for what is coming in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You can be seated. Today, I want to tell you, I'm excited. I have some good news for you. <laughs> just one, just one encounter with Jesus can change everything for you. Just one, one touch from Jesus. I don't know what you're facing or, or the things that we might face in the future. We have challenges that we come across. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have some trouble. You might be facing a giant today, a mountain that's just too big. Maybe you need a breakthrough. Maybe you need a breakthrough today in your money and your finances. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your health. Maybe the doctors gave you a grim diagnosis. Maybe they're hopeless. They threw up their hands. They don't know what to do. Maybe you're worried about a son that's addicted or a daughter that's running from God. I don't know what you're dealing with. Maybe it's the marriage has gotten a little bit cold and you want to see that fire stoked back up. I can tell you this, one touch from Jesus can change everything for you. We're going to look in Mark chapter 5 at this woman. She's going to have her moment with Jesus and it's going to change everything for her. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 that she's been bleeding, an issue of blood, for 12 years. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many doctors. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She was in a tough spot. And what do you do when the doctors have no hope for you? When the doctors don't know what to do, they say it's incurable. They send you home. Where do you turn when the experts don't have the answers? You go to therapy for a year to deal with your depression. After a year of therapy, you know who's at fault now. You know who to be bitter against. You're still depressed, and they just give you some pills and say, get over it. And the pills don't work. See, the world's system and answers is often broken. They don't know what to do. 
They're just guessing. COVID comes along, all the smartest people in the world have no idea what to do. They're just guessing. What do you do when the world doesn't have answers, when the smartest people and the experts have nowhere left to turn? You turn to Jesus. That's what you do. He makes a way where there is no way. When my daughter Katie was being born in 1998, in September, and she came out, the doctor announced her as, as this. I never forget it. She said, he said this, if that's a boy, that's the prettiest boy I've ever seen. <laughs> that's how we found out she was a girl. <laughs> I walked over and cut the cord and went back to Kelly and, and just talking to her for a second. And, and then I went back to go see the baby. And, and I noticed the doctor had cleared off a table and there was all this commotion. And there was all this confusion and nurses were coming and going and there's all this yelling. And I, I was very confused by this. I was like, what is going on? And it took me a second to just kind of, you know, digest what I was looking at. And I, I took a couple steps forward and I said, what are you guys doing? And they're working. And I noticed the doctor had a mask on, on baby Katie and was squeezing it. And, and, I, and I said, they didn't answer me, but so I said it again. I said, what are you doing to my baby? And the doctor looks up at me. I'll never forget. He looked right at me and he said, your baby's not breathing. And I looked at her and she wasn't moving and she was blue. And I could tell, and it was, a lot of time was going on here. It was moving very slow, and, and everything was, was confusing to me. And I was having a hard time calibrating what was going on. And, and so I walked back to Kelly, and she said, what's going on with our baby? And I said, honey, she's not breathing. And, and I didn't know what, what, here's what I did know. What they were doing wasn't working. I love doctors. I love nurses. I love what they do. But they don't always have the answers. And what they were doing wasn't working. Nothing was changing. And I wasn't a pastor, and I didn't know the Bible super well, and I hadn't seen all, all these miracles in my life. I, but I did know this. I knew the name of Jesus. And I knew this scripture that said, anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. And that day I needed to be in anyone. And I grabbed my wife's hand, and I said, in the name of Jesus, breathe. And at the command of Jesus Christ, I began to hear her. She cried so loud. She burst into life. That's the girl that was singing right here. That's her, Katie. She's still loud today. <laughs> One encounter with Jesus changed everything for me. This woman with the issue of blood, she said, she said, if I only touch the fringe of his garment, I will be healed. I want you to hear the faith in her voice. If I only touch the fringe of his garment, I will be healed. Not I could be healed. Not I might be healed. Not I hope I'll be healed. I will be healed. She was saying the right stuff. You know, what we say matters. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21 says, the power of life and death is in what we're saying in our tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. If I'm saying the negative things, I'm, I'm describing instead of declaring. I'm complaining instead of proclaiming. See, she wasn't complaining. She was proclaiming. She could have been complaining. There's not a miracle on the other end of your complaint. And so she was saying the right stuff. But she could have been saying, well, the doctors told me there's no hope, so. I tried everything. I spent everything I had. And that's the thing about the world. They'll give you answers that are broken. They'll tell you how to be happy and how to live your life. But at the end of it, you'll have nothing left. You'll be empty. And she was empty. And she could have complained, where was God? Where are you, God? Twelve years, I've had this affliction. She heard that Jesus was coming to town. She could have said, whoop-de-doo. Where was the Lord the last 12 years? 
He abandoned me. She could have said those things and nobody would have faulted her for it. But she didn't. She said the right things. She began to move in the right direction. And see, she was experiencing what I call a season of silence. I find this in the word of God. There are seasons of silence. David, you're going to be king. But then David spends years running and hiding in caves from King Saul. It was a season of silence before he became king. Sometimes there's a season of silence between the promise and the manifestation of that promise. Joseph had a dream that he'd be a great leader. But then he spent years being enslaved and imprisoned before that dream came to pass. And during that time, we call that, I call that the season of silence, nothing was changing. Nothing was getting better. I think about the, the death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus dies. He's crucified. Lots happened that day. There was an earthquake. The, the earth grows dark. Bodies come out of graves. The, the veil's torn in two. He's pierced in the side. He cries out with a loud voice. Lots happening. And then there was the day he rose from the dead. Praise God. The stone rolls away. Angels appear. Jesus' body gets up. He's, he's resurrected. But there was also a day right between those two days. And during that day, it was very silent. Nothing happened. If you'd have went to the, to the grave that day, well, that stone was still in front of the grave. And you'd have said, well, that stone's not moving at all. If you'd have been inside the grave, you'd have said, well, that body's still dead. And it would have looked lifeless, and it would have looked hopeless, and it would have looked like nothing was happening. And you could have been hopeless and negative like the disciples who scattered and were discouraged and thought he'd never be back. We can get negative, and when we get negative, we get stuck in our season of silence. But she didn't get stuck there. She began to say the right thing. And I don't know what you've been saying about your situation, but today we change our confession to what she said. Today we're going to say it together. In fact, I want you to repeat after me. Just one encounter with Jesus. Oh, come on, church. Let's say it with the kind of conviction she had as she pressed through a crowd. As she went to get her touch from Jesus. Let's say it like we mean it. Just one encounter with Jesus. Will change everything for me. Come on and give the Lord some praise right there. Thank you, Jesus. And so she did. She touched the fringe of his garment. Say fringe. She went behind him and she touched the fringe. And I know you, some translations say hem and you've heard different things, but actually it was the fringe of his garment. See, Moses had commanded among the Hebrew men that on the edge of their garments there would be a fringe that was made. We might think of it as a tassel today. And that fringe, Moses commanded, would remind them to obey God. That's what it was. It was a reminder to obey God. So when she touched the fringe of his garment, she wasn't pulling on her obedience. She was pulling on his obedience. Come on, somebody. She wasn't pulling on her perfection. She was touching the Lord's perfection. She wasn't pulling on her own righteousness. She was pulling on the Lord's righteousness. She wasn't pulling on what she had done. She could turn around and look at what she has done. It was probably messy. But she came with her messed up self exactly as she was because that's how we come to Christ. You don't have to clean yourself up. So often we think, well, I got to clean myself up to go to church or God's going to strike me down. No, no, you come to him exactly as you are. He'll do the cleaning on the inside. He does the forgiving. She touched not her own righteousness, but she touched his righteousness. She didn't touch her work. She touched his works. And what are his works? Isaiah 53 says that he carried our burdens. He carried our griefs. 
What, what did he carry? He carried our depression so you don't have to. And where did he carry it? He carried it to the cross. He, he was bruised for our iniquities. That's our addictions. He was beaten for our transgressions. That's where we sin against other people. The things that we deserved, he got. And by his stripes, we have been healed. Because why? Because he bought it all. He purchased it all for us. See, when he came to earth, he said, don't give them what they deserve. Give me what they deserve. We deserved wrath. I mean, let's be honest. Men are, and we're, people are wicked. We do awful things. We deserve some punishment, a little bit at least, a little bit. You deserve something. But Jesus said, no, 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 don't give them what they deserve. Give me what they deserve. I'll live perfect, and then I'll go up on a cross, and God, you wrath me for everything that they've done. And that's what he did. And he paid the price in full with his own blood. I was at a, I was at a food truck the other day. It was a dessert food truck, so I love sugar. It's God's heavenly goodness. It's a gift from God for me. It was like heaven, and she was an angel that was serving me. And, and, I, and they had brownie sundaes and cookie milkshakes, and they had a key lime pie. I was like, key lime pie, yes, I'll have that. And then my wife says, I'll have the carrot cake. <laughs> I don't know her. I said to her later, just one encounter with Jesus, baby. Just one. can change everything. If you don't know why I have a problem with carrot cake, it's because why are we spending so much time making a vegetable into cake. It's just a bad idea. Nobody's ordering celery cake or broccoli cake. But that's not the message today. And I went to pay the woman and she handed me these beautiful desserts. Well, one beautiful dessert. And I, said, I went to put my hand in my pocket to get my wallet. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, no, 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 I got to pay you for these. She said, no, somebody slipped me a credit card when you weren't looking and already paid your bill. All the good things. That's what Jesus did. He already paid your bill for the good things. You don't have to pay anything. It's just a free gift to you. He paid it in full. That's what he did for you. And she reached out and touched the fringe of the garment of Jesus. She came up behind him. And the Bible says that immediately her flow of blood ceased. And she knew in her body that she had been healed. And Jesus turned around and looked at her and said, Daughter, I love how he calls her daughter. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. He said, be comforted. Your faith has made you whole. And then she, he said this, and, and it says this, and the woman was made whole from that hour. Within the next hour, she was made whole. What does that mean? She's already healed. She was healed immediately. Right when she touched him, she was healed. But Jesus doesn't use the word healed, therapeutic. He uses a Greek word called sozo, whole. Whole is a different word. It's a very big word in the Greek lexicon. But I can sum it up for you. It was complete restoration of everything she had lost wasn't just healing from the blood because here's the reality in her life she had suffered 12 years and in the hebrew culture according to the law she was labeled unclean for 12 years which means she couldn't be around people she wasn't supposed to be out in the city that day she couldn't go to the parties and hang out with the friends she couldn't go to the family gatherings anybody that touched her would also be unclean and if anybody sat where she used to sit they would be unclean it was a horrible thing. She was isolated for 12 years. See, her heart would have been scarred. She'd have had loneliness, brokenness in there. Jesus isn't just healing your body. He makes you whole. Within an hour, all the hurt and all the shame and all the rejection she'd felt and feeling left out, all of that began to be healed until she was made whole. See, because Jesus... 
Here's the greater miracle. Can I tell you the greater miracle? When you have the encounter with Jesus, he'll move and give you your breakthrough, but he'll restore everything that was stolen. He'll cause you to become whole again. How does he do it? The Bible says you're born of the spirit, reborn. And that born again spirit is brand new. Old things pass away. Behold, everything becomes new for you. My uncle, Ronald Yance, he lives in Springfield, Ohio. Ten years ago, he got diagnosed with leukemia and cancer. And he's not a believer. And when you try and treat cancer, leukemia gets worse. If you try and treat leukemia, cancer gets worse. It was a death sentence. And after seven years, he was dying. And the doctor said to him, go and say your goodbyes to your family. We have one more surgery we can do. It might extend your life a few months, maybe six months. But chances are you'll die on the operating table. You should go and say goodbye to your family. He flew out here. And as he visited with his sister, my mother-in-law, she said, well, if you come to my house, then you have to come to my church. So she drug him to church on Sunday morning. And he sat right there on the front row and he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ that morning. And after the service, he said, will you pray for me? I'm dying. I came here to say my goodbyes. And we prayed for him and we declared the healing power of Jesus Christ over his life. There was a bunch of us praying for him. He went home that night and he had a, a last image scan on Friday that week as they prepared for the surgery. So he went and got his imaging done. And then on Monday, they went to review the imaging because surgery was Wednesday. And he texted me on Monday because the doctors were astonished as they met with him. You don't have leukemia or cancer anywhere in your body. For the first time in all these years, you are healthy. We've canceled the surgery. You can go home. Every year, he texts me on the anniversary of his healing. He texts me every year, I'm still here. I love this man of God. He's a powerful man. See, one encounter with Jesus changed everything for him. And the greatest miracle wasn't the healing. It was the wholeness. It's what God does to you as a person. He comes and puts his spirit on the inside of you and becomes strong where you've been weak. He helps you overcome the things that you've struggled trying to overcome yourself. He becomes the answer that doesn't leave you empty, but the answer that gives you fullness. And if you want to be like this woman today and press in and reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Now, maybe you've never known the Lord Jesus, but today you're going to meet him. Or maybe you've been away from the Lord, living your life the wrong way, and it's time to get your life right with the Lord. You're coming to Jesus today. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to do something because I want to pray for you. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand so I can pray with you. You might say, I don't want to stand. Listen, Jesus stood up for you. And if this woman was so bold and so brave as to press through the crowd out in the city street to touch Jesus, I want to see that same kind of boldness and courage from you. You can do it. So I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I want you to stand up saying, I want this Jesus. I want this touch from Jesus. I'm going to live my life for Jesus. If you're ready to make that kind of decision on the count of three, I'm going to have you stand up on your feet and say it boldly. One, two, do it right now. Three, stand on your feet wherever you are. Say, I want this Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. All over the sanctuary. Thank you. Stay on your feet. Look at you. You're beautiful. Now you've done the hard part. You stood. That's the hard part. I want you to grab somebody and come down here now to the front. Make your way down here. Just take a second. I'm going to pray with you. Grab somebody. Grab a friend, a neighbor, anyone. And come forward. Give them a hand clap as they come. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's alive and he's still working in hearts today. You come down here this morning, you're getting your breakthrough. You're getting your breakthrough this morning. You're having an encounter with Jesus. Try and make room for the people who are still coming. Thank you, Lord. Just stand your hands right now and begin to pray, church. You know, the Bible says all of heaven stops and rejoices over just one that comes to the Lord or comes back to the Lord. All of heaven stops and rejoices for just one. You have Jesus' full attention this morning. You have his full attention. For those of you who came down with them, boy, thank you. Stand with them and help be strong with them. Okay, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me this prayer. Say this aloud. Mean this in your heart. Dear Father God, forgive me of all my sins. And Jesus, I believe in you. You're the Son of God who died for sin and rose from the dead. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, everyone looking at me. Your eternity is now settled. When you leave today, you know where you'll spend eternity. You'll spend it in the kingdom of heaven with Father God. You're settled. You're in. It's nothing you have to do. Just believe. Okay, stay with me for a second. You are the fire of the church. You are so necessary. Jesus was here just this morning for just you. And so I want to pray for you for your breakthrough right now. And there might be people in here that also need a breakthrough. You need a healing in your body. You need something to happen in your life. If that's you, I want you to, if you're not up here, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand where you are. You need a breakthrough. Now, church, let's pray in the mighty name of Jesus. There might be people here with the issues of blood. You know what I mean? Like they have something they've been dealing with for many years, diabetes. It could be some kind of sickness. It could be some kind of financial burden that's been happening in their life. It could be some kind of breakthrough they need with it. So somebody here that's fighting with the judge for justice. I don't know who you are, but God says, I'm the judge and I'm fighting with you for that justice and you will get your justice. Let me pray for you, everybody that's here. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, just stretch out your hand towards someone. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we stand and believe. Jesus, touch them now. Touch that situation. Touch them, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Change everything for them. Healing for their bodies. Renewed hearts. Father God, give them a new heart. That they'll no longer drag around the, the abuse of a childhood in Jesus' name. But they are emotionally healed. They are mentally healed. Their bodies are healed in Jesus' name. Say, I receive it. Amen. Give the Lord some glory. Okay, so you, I love you guys. Oh my gosh. You guys are my pride and joy. Listen, there's somebody that came with you, that came down here with you, that brought you down front. That person, I want you to, to do your best to encourage them to be in God's house next week. So this is the one thing I can give you guys, is give up something. Like as you leave today, go, I'm going to give this up. Let, let Jesus interrupt your life by giving up something so that you can add church to your life once a week. This is part of our journey. No, Jesus was in God's house every week. Now, the world's going to work against you to try and keep you from going to church. Satan's going to work against you to try and keep you going from church. But be in God's house every single week. This is your journey. You've got to be around people like this. And you've got to listen to people like me preaching the word of God. It's going to help you in your journey now. It's going to help you keep that, that path straight. 
Give 12 weeks to the Lord. Do this, the church challenge. 12 weeks in a row of God's house as best you can. If you have work, pray that God will change your schedule. Figure it out. We do Saturday night church even. But do your best to be here 12 weeks in a row. You'll look back on your life and you'll never be the same again. I love you guys so much. God bless you. You can go back to your seats. Praise the Lord. Give them a hand clap as they go. Remember what Jesus said, go out there and compel them to be in my house that my house might be full. I love you guys so much. I'm standing with you. God bless you. Have a great morning. Amen. What an amazing service. If you are a newcomer here today, if you never met Pastor Jason and myself, we would love to meet you. We have a center out there. We have a free gift for you. We would love to pray with you. Please come out there and meet with us. You should see a QR code on, on the queue in front of you. If you scan that, you can get everything that's going on here at Living Word. We have a lot of different events. Um, this month, um, April 20th, we have our Alpha Male Men's Event. It's all, thing, all things boy and male and guy stuff, and it's going to be great. So it's Pastor Jason and Pastor Scott. It's going to be a great night, April 20th. Go to livingwordevents.com and find out more about that. Um, we also have our women's event, and we're going to show this quick video of it. be a great time ladies this is going to be on may 4th we have a, a table out there you can sign up and register to come it's going to be a great night all of us women we, we usually pack out this sanctuary about 500 women usually come on that night you're not going to want to miss that we also have um a, a newcomers kind of um what is it called newcomers dinner yes i shouldn't have closed my note membership membership dinner don't you just hate that when you get like tongue-tied in front of like 500 people? Yeah, it's really great. Um, anyways, a membership dinner is going to be coming up, and you'll find out more about that in the coming weeks. All right, I would love for you to stand with me as I close in prayer. If you have any prayer needs at all, make your way up here, and we'll have somebody pray with you. Let's go ahead and close. Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I praise you, and I thank you for this day. I thank you for the word that we received. It changes our lives, and each and every day we get up and say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Have a great Easter.